Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. We are, as always, a podcast all about Dragon Gate Pro Wrestling and DDT Pro Wrestling. Today is going to be all about Dragon Gate, of course, because we are are having a special guest on the, on the pod this week. Uh, both me and Dil- both me, Dylan and Yannick are here. We all, the whole three are here. Our first four man booth because we have a special guest, Dragon Gate roster member and color commentator Ho Ho Lun is here with us. How are you doing, Ho Ho? Good, uh, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. This is Ho Ho Lun, and I'm here today. Yeah. And hi, Dylan and Yannick. Hi, Sondra. Hi, Ho. Yeah, very happy that this that we could arrange this. Um, honestly, I asked Ho Ho to come on when I was in Japan, and that's like now over a month ago. But you know, it all worked out. We're here. Um, spread over three different continents, what, 12, no, 14 hours in, the, in time zones, but we made it work. Yeah. Uh, I'm so honored uh, to be on here. Uh, I really have a ton of respect for, yeah, I just, I have a ton of respect for Ho-Ho and uh, everything he's meant to the Asian wrestling scene uh, that he's done. He's somebody I've always looked up to. He's basically living my dream. I, I had planned, I like wrestling in so many countries. Everybody knows him for Dragon Gate, but this guy's got a past from all the Southeast Asian countries. And uh, I can't wait to talk to him about everything going on with Dangerous Gate coming up. Perfect time. So thank you so much, Yannick, and as well as Ho-Ho for making this happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, Dangerous Gate, but first we're going to run through some just questions for Ho-Ho. Um, Ho, how, you've been with Dragon Gate now since 20, 2018. You uh, did like their tour in Hong Kong and appeared on those. And in 2019, you became you came to Japan, and made your Japanese debut. Uh, how have how have you felt about Dragon Gate ever since you come in came into the company? Yeah, at first I was supposed to come in here in Japan for like a short tour, three months, six months, and then as you guys know, what happened? Like the COVID happened, and then shows gonna stop for. At first, we thought shows gonna stop for like maybe a week or two. But then yeah. it actually stopped for like two months, three months. But in between, we actually did some like uh, events in front of no people, in front of just the camera. But then I think like in about July 2020, like the fans come back and then uh, the streaming come back. And then at the same time, um, there's a spot on English commentary. And there's yeah. only Jay in there, and they need like one more person to like fit in it. And obviously, by the time 2020, I am the only one in the Dragon Gate roster who can speak English. So I step in and get the English commentary spot, and then also wrestle like regularly, you know, uh, on live tour. And then that's how <laughs> this become my long stay since 2019. Yeah, uh, and you, you, you and Jay on commentary is just a, a always a fun time to have because they, you are very entertaining as a duo, and it's always entertaining when you have to wrestle a match. And you, uh, I remember in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, 
a lot of the Corkins you would find out during the the like pre-match uh, like announcements if you were wrestling on the show or or not. And I remember a lot of those were were really funny. And I was like, oh, he's wrestling, and he didn't know it till now. Yeah, yeah. Because in like 2021, there's this period like a three month, six month period that we don't announce the match card yeah. until the day of the show, and then. I am always carrying my bag with me with all the costume, the wrestling costume with me, because I don't know if I'm on a match or not until like 30 minutes before the show starts. I'm upstairs on the commentary table and then they were like announcing Ho Ho Loon, you have a match or match two or something. So I got to rush down, get my pants changed and wrestle and then come back for commentary. Yeah, for sure. Uh... How how have what do you feel is harder, uh, wrestling or commentary? Commentary is obviously harder. I remember when they uh, first asked me uh, to get on the commentary uh, table, I was actually very very nervous because obviously English commentary English is not my first language, so uh, I don't speak like I don't think as fast as speaking Chinese, you know what I mean? Because English is a yeah, second yeah. language. I think a little bit slower. But you see Dragon Gate, all the movement, the move, the running, the ropes are so are so fast. So when the word comes into my mouth, it's already the second move. So <laughs> that's yeah. how hard it was. But then like two years, um, not two years, almost three years now being on English commentary now, I feel more comfortable. But then uh, on commentary, it's Still very challenging for me. Well, you do a great job, so keep keep doing it. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, I remember last June when I was in Hong Kong for a show, and there was a commentary spot there on second day because the other commentator didn't come in. Then I went in, do the commentary in Chinese. Then wow, I tell you what, that was really comfortable with me. In the past, yeah. I don't. I, even for Chinese commentary, I don't want to do it because I don't feel like I can speak as fast as what happened in the ring. But then these three years trains me <laughs> to become a good commentator. And then last June when I was in Hong Kong for that Chinese commentary, wow, really enjoyable, I tell you. Yeah, uh, the Hong Kong scene is growing. We just today saw the news that... Uh, you, Jason Lee, and Jackie Funky Kame, and Kaito Nagano are going to uh, Hong Kong in September. Yeah, that September 23rd. Just for... uh... Yeah, continue. Yeah, that was September, that, that's going to be September 23rd. Um, that will be Nagano's first match uh, wrestling overseas. And you remember his uh, character as a soccer player, and this show in Hong Kong is going to happen in Hong Kong Football Club. So I oh, think wow. he's the best fit for, you know, for having his overseas debut in Hong Kong Football Club. Yeah. Uh, will this be the first overseas debut of the Kung Fu Masters trio? I think so. Um, I, I don't know if we are doing a Kung Fu Masters trio. Okay. But then uh, I'm still waiting for, you know, the match cut to announce. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but there's one thing from the last show that might be go on with, you know, Jason Lee in the last show, wrestle Ricky Marvin in Hong Kong. 
for the final of uh, the king of uh, it's not king of Jays, king of how to call it? king of wrestling in Hong Kong. So Ricky Marvin and Jason Lee have a final. Um, Ricky Marvin won, um, and he's also coming back to Hong Kong from Mexico. So I don't know what happened in this show in September. So uh, I'm also waiting for the booking team to you know tell me what's the match cast gonna be. Yeah. And exciting, ex exciting news to go to Hong Kong, and I, I'm sure you're happy about that because uh, Dragon Gate wrestlers coming over to Hong Kong is awesome. The world is open again, so we can finally do that stuff like that again. Yeah, actually, Dragon Gate run their first Hong Kong show back in 2017, and in yeah. 2018 and 19, we do like uh, like two shows a year in Hong Kong, but then. Uh, you know, overseas travel become a challenging thing yeah. after 2020. And then we are still thinking, we are still building it to work out a Dragon Gate Hong Kong show. So uh, this is the first time after COVID where we got Dragon Gate wrestler, Japanese dudes yeah. came into Hong Kong. So uh, after this one, we'll see how it feels. Maybe 2024, we can work it out again. That would be awesome. For sure. So uh, you stayed in Japan for the COVID uh, period. Um, was that a spontaneous uh, decision, or was it okay? Like we don't know how long this will go. I'll go back to uh, to China, um, or is it like okay? I have like a stable job. Um, I'll stick it out here for however long it takes. Um, well, actually, for me, the past um, well, starting from two thousand twelve, I do not face in Hong Kong anymore. I'm actually traveling a lot, you know, uh, I wrestling, I wrestled a few times in the UK on and off for like two years. And then uh, I also produced some show in China, uh, like Shanghai, Chongqing, Guangzhou, Macau. So I live on and off in different cities in China and then come to Dragon Gate in 2019. And then of course I wrestled in NXT for about a year and a half. Yeah. So basically, for me, I don't really mind where I stay or I go home or not. But then, you know, where the opportunity is, I enjoy staying there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back to commentary, uh, what has been your favorite moment or match to commentate live? Um, you know... I only start enjoying commentating and watching the show only maybe this year. Okay. This is my third year being on commentary. And in the first two years, I am very nervous. At the same time, I, you know what I mean? I can't like commit 100% to enjoying the match and then to commentary at the same time. Because, yeah. you know, as I said, you know, it's still challenging for me to commentary in English. But then I remember, like last month, um, you remember that match, Shun Skywalker versus uh, Big Boss Jimmy Zoo. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm into it, 100, 150% into it, at the same time doing commentary. So I am like, my whole emotion is reflected uh, on what I've been saying, you know, on the headset. Yeah. Uh, and. Kind of related to that, what what is your favorite in ring moment that you have had in Dragon Gate uh, during your your run? Um, oh, wow, that, that 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 is a good question. Um, um, I think last year when we do Kung Fu Masters in Kobe, 
me, yeah. Jackie, and uh, Shenlong, Super Shenlong. Um, this is actually my only time that challenging a Dragon Gate Championship belt, and that is with uh, M2K. Um, I mean M2K, mm. and that 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 is one of my most uh, enjoyable moment. Um, you know, here in Japan. Uh, uh, I remember uh, the. The show where Jason Lee te teased that he was going to jo going to join Seabrats, and he did the low yeah. blow on you during the show at the Gorkin. I, I I remember that show being really. I was like, oh, how is Ho gonna like? How is he gonna forgive Jason for doing that? Even though Jason is part of the natural, he's still a good guy. He was just faking being a bad guy. I, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, actually, when, when they announced the match card, right, Ho Ho Lun versus uh, uh, Jason Lee, um, yeah. this, this, this was, you know, I I emotionally attached to it because me and Jason Lee has been fighting each other since we first started in 2009 in Hong Kong a few yeah. times, and then we wrestled each other all across like China, Singapore, Thailand, and things like that, and then They've announced a single match in uh, Korakuen. I mean, you know, it's, it, it still means something to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, then I, yeah. Uh, he's doing all that kind of shit. And then joining <laughs> Zebrand but not being a good guy. Then using me, man. This guy's using me. <laughs> yeah, it, it was really funny when you came back to <laughs> back, back to commentary after that match. It was a really funny part uh, that, I, that I, it sticks with me. Um, do you guys have any questions about Dragon Gate, uh, his run in Dragon Gate? I, I yeah, take it yeah, I, I do, I do have some questions. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd like to ask some things uh, as well, obviously. Um, you know, Loon, who is somebody when you wrestle in DG or anywhere, whatever you want to watch, who's somebody that you just get in there and it's like hand in glove fit, super easy to wrestle? I never had a hard day at the office, just someone really easy, maybe somebody that is a most fans don't always point to as a top wrestler, but somebody you think is just incredibly skilled to be in the ring with. Um, wrestling in Dragon Gate has never been easy. Um, you know, uh, I came into Dragon Gate 2019, and at that point, I already wrestled for 10 years in the UK, in NXT, and a little bit in Japan for Zero One. But then the style here in Dragon Gate is totally different from what I've done in the past. The pacing is so fast, you know. Um, um, the fans here are, you know, very supportive, you know, compared to other Japanese promotions, you know, the fans from other Japanese promotions. The fans here are, wow, very committed to the match. Um, but I mean, when I'm here, I'm very enjoyable wrestling people like uh, Kage Tora, um, like uh, KC, Strong Machine J, all of them, you know, have a good time wrestling with them. Yeah, and those guys all make a ton of sense. Kagatora and KZ, great veteran. Strong Machine, a great up-and-comer, great size, maybe a little different. Uh, another question I had for you, though, I really wanted to, to kind of backtrack a little bit to your stay in Hong Kong, because when you started in Hong Kong, and I, I've seen your documentary on wrestling, and basically it's like wrestling was non-existent in Hong Kong when you came in. You had a very difficult position and you had many goals, I'm sure, back then. How have your goals changed over the years, starting from this ground zero in Hong Kong and even places like the mainland where, you know, I know that the wrestling is not that big over there and now you're in Japan. 
you've been in NXT. You've been in places that most people don't get to go. But where are you at right now mentally in your wrestling career now compared to where you started from that small scale to the bigger scale now? Uh, when I first started, um, well, when I first started, it was really simple. I like wrestling, but wrestling doesn't exist in Hong Kong. So why don't I just create one? <laughs> because there's none. <laughs> then I create the XKWF. And then at the same time, there's also a, a few guys in China doing the same thing as I do. Then we work together, like, like we work together so hard. And then 2012, uh, between 2011, 2012, there's more wrestling uh, coming up in Southeast Asia, Thailand, Singapore. And then, you know, I wrestle like at that point, like four years, but then I still go up and down Singapore, Thailand, um, help them out, tell them what I've been experienced the past four years and tell them, look, now, guys, you, you, there's a shortcut there. You don't like do the same mistake that I've done. So uh, you see now Singapore is doing a good job doing wrestling. You know, before COVID, they have like Kenny Omega, Pete Dunne, all this NXT UK guy, you know, come down there in Singapore. They sell out almost every show, 500 fans, 800 fans. Um, They've been doing a great job. But then now since, you know, I've been in NXT, that's, you know, that's like a lot of dream for, you know, the up and coming wrestler. And now I'm in Dragon Gate and, you know, over the past 10, 13, 14 years, I've always wanted to be a producer than being in-ring as a wrestler. I wrestle yeah. because yeah. in Hong Kong, there's no wrestler, and I'm the first wrestler that I am forced to be a wrestler. But I'm actually more enjoyable producing shows than actually wrestling. I, I'm not saying I don't enjoy wrestling in the ring. Don't get me wrong. I still enjoy, but there's something more enjoyable is producing shows and the fans come in, having smile in their face, and happily go home and talk about this for the rest of their life. That is the thing that makes me happy more. So since now I'm in Dragon Gate, and and the Dragon Gate office has trusted me enough um, to let me, like for example, early this year I produced a show Dragon Gate Singapore. Um, yes. Two days. Um, the fans loved it. Um, and we are planning to do that one more time next year in a bigger scale because the last time the, the venue is not a big venue so it only holds about 150 fans 200 fans but yeah. then we sell out the first day the second day is uh, almost like 90 percent full um so uh, yeah we're planning to do one more time next year and then as you also see like this year there's a lot of Dragon gate guy who's coming down to usa right uh yeah Dragon Kid. Uh, last year, we've got Yamato, KC, Big Boss, Jimiju, who else? Uh, Skywalker. So uh, I'm also involved in a lot of like talent, like coordination thing um, between like the American promotion and Japanese talent. Um, this is the thing that I enjoy. You know, Gate, in my opinion, has the best, you know, wrestling, uh, have the best wrestler among all the Japanese wrestlers. That's just in my opinion. So I also yeah. wanted to... The, the U.S. you know wrestling fans to see like this style of wrestling actually exists in the world and this is something new for you. So uh, yeah. I'm really happy. Yeah. Like KZ, Big Boss, Jun Skywalker, they came into the U- U.S. and then uh, you know the fans love it. So um, yeah, it's it. I'm really actually enjoyable. Like during the office, uh, let me have the freedom to do all this coordination. Like bringing Japanese wrestler to overseas. And then next year, 2024, January, 
we already announced Dragon Kid wrestling in the UK again after like 15 years. Uh, yeah. And then there's two more Dragon Gate wrestlers is going to be the UK. I can't tell you now, but there will be two more. Wow, well, that, that's cool. Uh, do you know if there's any interest from the Dragon Gate office of running shows in the States again? Like We are, we are always talking about it, doing Dragon Gate USA, Dragon Gate UK. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, since last year, we have been sending like Yamato and things to test out the market. And yeah. then obviously the fans like it. Um, but then, you know, the geographically, you know, the US is so big. But, I mean, the bigger wrestling cities like Chicago, Philadelphia, and like the, the, the California side, LA and San Francisco, right? Yeah. Um, so we are still like, this, this is not... This is not like oh we 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 can like just move the ring and do a show. Yeah, yeah. It's more like dipping our dipping our feet in the in the water to see if it's awesome. Yeah, especially yeah. when you know like traditional Japanese business, we we, we we want to plan things like ahead, like a year ahead, so yeah. that it will take time until we actually get there. But then this is always the stuff that we are talking about during the USA, during the UK. Are we going to run another show? And this is actually one of the one of my uh, personal go-to is to be involved yeah. in one of the production thing for this like overseas show. So uh, yeah, hopefully next year we can have some like something like more solid got planned out. Yeah, I I I would love if the, if that happened again because I love. Yeah, I you know I, that's so cool that you get that even after all these years you're still getting. Yes. Yeah, I just love that you get to all these new goals even so far into your career. Uh, what one more question though, and I, I will shut up and, and uh, let, let move on from this because it's something I'm very interested in. Uh, so with all the countries you've wrestled in, which is a lot, especially in the Asian markets, you've done stuff, and and I'm someone who has a ton of friends in you know like the Philippines, uh, Singapore, the, Malaysia. There's not a, a huge groundswell like in the U.S., obviously a huge country, but the ones that are there are so passionate, uh, the fans that they have. And that's something that really attracts me to them. In your opinion, Alun, what is the, you know what is your favorite country to wrestle in uh, in terms of the fans? Do they connect? Where do you feel like there's been a big change since you started in 2009 Sing to now? Singapore. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear yeah. it. So, I, I mean, Singapore are in a pretty good place right now in wrestling. I, like, they they have had some pretty like noteworthy stuff happening lately. Like, not nothing that reaches like all of the audience, but if you if you're following some of the people there, you will have heard some of that. Like, SBW is doing pretty good job right now. Yeah, and then you see Singapore as a small city like that. There's already like. Three wrestling company. Of course, SPW is the biggest because they started yeah. the earliest, 2012. And actually, I'm, I'm having a good relationship with SPW and the other two companies because we all started together. When they first started, I was there already. Sometimes uh, I feel like like Singapore is my second home. So Singaporean, they speak English, so they watch, and they also have WWE on TV. So most people there in Singapore, they know what wrestling is about. And yeah. then also like half of the population there in Singapore they speak Chinese. So when I go there, cut a promo, half English, half Chinese, they all enjoy it. And then uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember wrestling in their first show in the rooftop, no aircon, thirty-five degree, um, uh, soaking wet, 
in front of only like what 35 people, 35, 40 fans. But then now they already grow into like wrestling in front of uh, 400 fans for two days. Uh, you know, you remember last year when I wrestled Chris Brooks <laughs> in Singapore, and yeah, yeah two, two days all sold out. Uh, I'm sure they are going to do better and better. Do uh, are there any wrestlers in the Singapore or the Hong Kong, like where in Southeast Asia that you would bring over to Dragon Gate right now? Are there any ones that you are keeping an eye on for a tour with Dragon Gate or something like that? There's a tag team in Singapore called the Horrors. I don't know if you're aware of them. So uh, one guy's called Doctor Gore. He read he wrestled in a surgical like surgical like costume with a muscle he's, he's like a real doctor and then his partner is a butcher man who's a butcher coming out to the ring in a knife like like cutting bone chop, chopping beef something like that um they wrestled yamato and dragon kid uh early this year in the dragon gate singapore show i think that yeah. match is on dragon gate network um you might be interested to uh, take a look at that match because i feel like it's one of the best match I've ever seen in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, especially Dr. Gore is a name you see relatively often in, uh, on social media. If you follow, like, you know, some people, they're more, uh, you know, in the more knowledgeable in the Asian space. I think that's definitely a name I've read before. Absolutely. Uh, and since we're already talking about people that, uh, in uh, the States, uh, do you have any people there that you would like to see in Dragon Gate? Um, you know, there's a lot of like good wrestling in the U.S. right now outside of WWE and AEW. Yeah. Um, uh, as you also see like GCW, they did a few shows in Japan, which sold out, you know, although some of the matches are death matches. Um, some of the other wrestlers like hit a lot with the Dragon Gate style, and actually like Shun Skywalker last year and Yamato, they wrestled in the U.S. with them. Uh, for example, who is that? Blake Christian is really good. Um, yeah, Blake Blake Christian is, is is the guy I feel like he will fit so well uh, in Dragon Gate. Yeah, yeah, I I think that could be that could be fun. Um, so. Any anything else you guys want to ask about with Dragon Gate before we move over to Dangerous Gate? Um, I think I'm good. I have one question to ask, and it it goes back to your commentary partner Jay, who we obviously have a lot of respect for. But he kind of mentioned on one of his interviews that he gave you credit for an idea, and I I need to know is Kung Fuda ever going to happen in the Kung Fu Masters Hall? I, I would love to. Kung Fuda is, you know, the name is there already. You do like a lot of like, you know, all the kicks and, you know, striking things. I think uh, after like learning a little bit of Kung Fu, he can integrate his kicks and punch into the Kung Fu and then he will be a Kung Fuda. Uh, uh, I already call him Kung Fuda, but, you know, he can be Kung Fuda. Oh, this is money. Money, right? Now they got to listen to you. <laughs> hey, I, I have another money idea for you, also. That it's a tag team. 
I, I this is a tag team that me and Amy Hay have been dre- dreaming about happening one day. It's you and Hyo, and it's called Hyo Hyo Lun. What do you think about that? <laughs> that will I will I will need to wait until he leaves the brand and then we will talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, if he if he gets kicked out of Seabrats or if he leaves Seabrats, you have to hit, hit him up with us. You have to pitch that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we're going to move over to Dangerous Gate, uh, their Dragon Gate's next big show uh, this year, happening on the twentieth uh, of August this weekend from uh, Tokyo Oda City General Gymnasium. Live on the Dragate Network with you on commentary, of course. Uh, you don't have a match on this show, so you will be on the commentary for the whole show. Uh, uh, yeah, I will, I will be in a commentary whole show from the beginning. Yeah, uh, you and Jay. Uh, so we'll run through the card. Um, we already did a small preview of it last week, but we'll talk more about each match here in that. Uh, opening match, uh, Dragon Diet, Daiki. Daiki Yanaguchi and Kaito Nagano versus Natural Vibes, Big Boss, Shimizu, Casey, and UT. So before we talk about this match, uh, how did you feel about Big Boss Shimizu's uh, King of Gate run and him losing in the final? I actually wanted him to win King of yeah. Gate after seeing his uh, match with Jun Skywalker. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I wanted him to win, but then he just in the final, but I mean, he did a great job. I mean, if he won that King of Gate, he, he will be main event like this show. You know, yeah, he wouldn't uh, be in the opening match. Then. <laughs> but then he's now in the opening match, you know, yeah. wrestling the two new guys and Dragon Daya, and I'm sure this this match, Big Boss Shimizu, is the one, it's a thing you want to see. Yeah, I mean, he... I, I was I wanted him to win uh, the King of Gate so badly because I felt like it was the perfect time for him, uh, and with, especially with them doing doing it after Kobe World, which meant that he didn't have to main event their biggest show of the year. Uh, which I don't see him. I don't think they see him in that in that range. So I felt yeah, like and then, and, then, and then you remember like. Last month we talked about it, the Raver Generation Big Six and Big Boss is not in the Big Six. And yeah. If he wins King of Gate, I don't know if it's Big Six plus Big Boss or <laughs> what's gonna happen. Yeah, I I like this uh thing that he has uh kind of goal that he has set for himself that he's gonna be he's gonna face every member of the Big Six. Uh, he he is going to face now that he has faced Kota Minora and. Uh, Madoka Kikura, he wants to face all the other members of the Big Six. And they they are setting that up to kind of happen going forward. So I, I, I look forward to that series. I think that can do a lot for for Big Boy Shimizu. When, if he ends with having beaten three but lost to three, then he will be at the like perfect score of I've, I've faced all of the members, but I have not I'm I'm kind of in in between. I I beat three guys, but I also lost to three guys. Uh, of course, he right now is one one for one. Uh, he has beaten Kikura. He's one he for two. Him. He beaten Shun too. Yeah, that's true. First round. He's beaten Shun. Uh, so yeah, I I think that that will be an awesome stuff to uh, something awesome to have for him going forward. Um, and him this opening match, of course, will only be 
like a match to bring in the fans. It's it will be free on YouTube as all the opening matches are. And they, I I am a big fan of uh, Taki Onaguchi and Kaito Nagano as rookies. I think they have show a lot of potential. And them teaming with Daya, that's like the perfect makes it for a like really high speed, high offense match. See, the good thing about this match is that UT doesn't have to lose. <laughs> yes. He, yeah. Yeah. Two I'm, I'm, sure he, I'm sure he'll be okay teaming with Big Boss and KC. And look at his opponent. That will be Yanaguchi. I think he'll get beat up again. He'll get beat up so bad every time in any yes. match. Yanaguchi is the guy who gets beat up. That's a there's a few times that I thought he's gonna die in the ring. I mean, by like who, like Don Fuji and Moki Fuji, they're gonna kill him. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Kaito Nagano? We we talked about him earlier. He's going to Hong Kong. How 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 do you feel his character is going, uh, growing, and how he's growing as an yeah, in-ring wrestler? It, so. uh, he's something special. I mean, um, before he got this uh, football, the soccer character, he already. Did a lot of amazing, like high flying move. You remember this one, uh, uh, this one this shot with, yeah, with he doing a few moves on Diamante that yeah. was get viral on Twitter, something like that. So, I mean, yeah, he, this is the guy that that you might not see him as a champion right now, but maybe in the next five years, <laughs> he's gonna be something big. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dylan, do you have anything to add on this? Oh, I'm just a huge fan of Nagano. I totally agree with your assessment of him, Loon. I think that this guy, at the minute I saw him, his first match against Kai, I thought, okay, this is a guy that we're going to be paying attention to for a long time. And Yaniguchi, great, uh, like great kind of gimmick with the the Corkin worker now turned wrestler. Uh, he's kind of like an everyman. You, you got the soccer guy with Nagano. Uh, you know, I think that they're a great young pairing. That's one of the great parts about Dragon Gate, in my opinion. Uh, you mentioned it earlier about the style of it and the great style, the stylistic of it. But I also think that one of the best parts is so much rookies and young talent that are so talented. Like, these guys are better than most wrestlers 10 years into their careers at this point. Yeah. And we'll definitely touch on that when we talk about the Dragon Gate title match. Uh, but we move over to the the get everyone in the in the card match the eight man tag, BB Hulk, Naruki Doi, Minorita, and Ultimate Dragon versus Kagetora, Problem Dragon, Punch Tobinaga, and Shuji Kondo. I think it's pretty obvious who is losing this uh, this match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I have been very into uh, the la- the last couple of months for Ultimate Dragon. Uh, he. The the cage match at Kobe World was set up so 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 great, and I love him being like the the mic guy for Diamante when Diamante wanted to kind of tra- speak to the crowd, but he doesn't speak Japanese fluently. So to have Ultimate Dragon as kind of the translator for Diamante, for Diamante now that Diamante has turned face, I I think it's awesome. Um, how how have you? First of all. How did you feel about the cage match at Kobe World uh, and all that, all the all the stuff surrounding that? Oh, 
Uh, you mean oh, you mean the cage match in yeah, yeah. the cage match. Well, you know, there's one point um, that I thought the one who was losing the mask was going to be strong. Shin Jay, you remember the last, almost the yeah. last moment of the match is only Shun Skywalker and Diamante in the ring with strong Shin Jay, but then you know the betray the all that and makes Diamante lose his mask, but then. That's very interesting. That, that that's why wrestling is so interesting. Is that Diamante was a bad guy for the last three four years. Yeah. And then just one second, the whole Kobe World Hall. How many people was there? Five thousand, six thousand people yeah. were chanting yeah. him. He's become the best babyface in the wrestling world, and that's Diamante. It's just one. It just take one second. Yeah. Oh, oh, an awesome like turn for him, for him, and Shun did a great job being the the heel there. Uh, do you know how long Diamante will be back home in Mexico? Like how long we before he comes back? Yeah, I know he went home maybe like two, three weeks ago. He went back to Mexico. Um, I think he might want to take a few months off, but I'm sure. Uh, you know, before he went back to Mexico, I've talked to him. And then he said he would he 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 think he's sure coming back to Dragon Gate, but just doesn't know in what character is it with it with this uh, with a new mask or with a uh, with his you know his original character I don't know. But then he will absolutely be coming back to Dragon Gate, you know, at some point later this year. Yeah, yeah, I I am looking forward to it, and I hope he will be aligned with Ultimate Dragon in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, how how do you feel about this? I mean, it, it's obvious because the the third guy in the uh, Triangle Gate trio will be in the main event. But how do you feel about Naruki Doi and Minorita being in this match and not and not basically not having a Triangle Gate match either before Dangerous Gate or on the show? Yeah, I mean, this is like. This is a match for gold class, um, and 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 you remember Naruki Doi? He yeah. doesn't want to be in gold class, but then he's now one of the trio champion, and he has to. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's see how it goes, you know, after after this one, and we'll see if there will be another triangle gate match, you know, after dangerous gate. Oh, no, speaking of the rookie Doi, he has recently won the DDT Iron, Iron Man Heavy Metal title. The very prestigious the title. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's been winning championship after turning into a freelancer. Yeah, yeah, he I, he won the, the DDT Universal title earlier this year, and he won the All Japan World Junior title of this year. So. He is on a pretty good run right now. How 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 do you feel about him being a freelancer and all that? I think I think he's is he is in his another peak of his career. <laughs> he's winning all the championship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we move over. Yeah. Sorry, then. Here's something I don't understand, Ho Ho, and I think uh, we all need some answers on this. What's Saito doing? As a GM, this guy doesn't want to be in gold class. You put him in there. 
crazy things are happening. He's winning titles. Saito, he's a GM that I just don't understand sometimes. How do you feel about his performance as a GM? As a GM, I think he's funny. <laughs> Every time he comes <laughs> to the ring, the fans just yes. can't stop laughing. <laughs> without him opening his mouth, without him saying a word. Um, oh, Saito actually wrestled a match last weekend. Like I think it's his first match in maybe like nine months or ten months. Oh, and wow. he still got oh, it. Wow. It, I think that match was on YouTube. That's one of the Kumamoto match. I think it was last Saturday or last Sunday. I can't remember. There was a four-on-four, four, uh, him and Horiguchi and, and who else, and two other guys. There's an eight-man yeah. tag. But then he was, still did a great job. You, it, it was on YouTube. you got to go take a look. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. It's uh, It was uh, Genki Horiguchi's uh, anniversary match, kind of, because it was on his anniversary uh, show in his hometown. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, I I definitely recommend watching that that match because I thought it was a really fun uh, like match and of course Mochizuki Junior always a highlight of pro wrestling for me. Uh, speaking of Mochizuki Junior, we move over to the Open the Brave Gate title match. Mochizuki Junior making his challenge against Ishin. Ishin's first defense. Uh, how did you feel about Ishin winning winning the Brave Gate title? Well, speaking of Ishin, right? when you watch Ishin wrestling, you don't feel like he actually debuted last year. He he he, yeah. he looks like someone who already wrestled there for like ten years. His movement, yeah. his skill yeah. work, all the stuff. But then when you think about it, oh, he's a new guy. <laughs> he doesn't look new. <laughs> you know what I mean? He looks like a veteran to me. So this match. I'm on the Ishin side, although he's in Zebras, but I'm on his side. Yeah, the same thing can be said about Mochizuki uh, Wait a minute, Hulk. <laughs> uh, you, listen, Loon, this guy, he took the title from Jason Lee, and you're going to be on his side now? Oh, no? shit, yeah. But then I'm talking about this match, Ishin versus Mochizuki yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm just saying we got to stick together, man. <laughs> We're Chinese. <laughs> yeah. No, but obviously, like the match and with the story they have, um, to me, this is very, very intriguing. Um, yeah. There was a, an interview that came out of the Five Star Network, which this podcast is on with Ishin, and you, Ho Ho, had you—you uh, had your hands in <laughs> in getting that interview made. Um, I think you were the like the middleman between Kay, who interviewed uh, Ishin and Ishin itself. Um, I really implore everybody to read that interview before the show on Sunday. Um, it's really insightful. And what I learned from Ishin is that he, he is obviously very thoughtful about who he is, how he presents himself, and what he wants to do. Um, do you have the same feel about him? But you know him as a wrestler, so is that like? Do I have like the right feeling about that? I I I I don't know, but yeah, the interview you talked about, uh, I'm gonna retweet it later on so that the fans can see like what he thinks prior to this match, title match with uh, Mochizuki Junior. But as I said, Ishin doesn't look like a new guy to me. He looked like he already, you know. Sometimes being in the ring with him, um, you also don't feel like I also don't feel like 
he's a new guy. You know, when I wrestle him, sometimes we we, we, we wrestle each other in like four and four, three and three match all the time. Not, not all the time, like sometimes, once a month, twice a month. But then, yeah, you don't feel like, you you feel like this is a guy you you got to be like, uh, uh, be cautious of, you know. Yeah. You, you can't like look down on him because he's me. You, 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 you yeah. can't have that like psychology like that. Do you would you uh, challenge him for the title during his run? Okay, Is that a goal for you, winning the Brave Gate title? Yeah, I would. I would love to. I'm waiting for a chance. Send him somewhere, and I will do it. <laughs> yes, that I think that would be awesome because. You have have you challenged for the baby title during your run? No, the only title I've challenged is Triangle. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be awesome. Um, I mean, I I just th these two as a as a duo, we saw what they could do last year, and I I really enjoyed their whole feud last year, which led up to them teaming up in M three M three K, and then and then. Asian turning on M3K and in that awesome angle at, at uh, Gate of Destiny last year. I Last year they were in the, the Triangle Gate on Dangerous Gate uh, where they were teaming up. Uh, who was... It was uh, M3K versus Asian Don Fuji and Asian Riki, uh, Asian's father at Dangerous Gate last year for the Triangle Gate. Uh, that was a fun match. I remember having fun with that match, and now to now see them now in a singles match in the same show, I think is pretty cool. And of course, they have both moved, come so far since last year. Like Mochizuki Junior, for me, is one of the best wrestlers on the roster. Ishin is like a constant. Ever he has like continued to improve his heel character for most of the year and him winning the title from jason was a shock to me I, it wasn't a, a decision i was that happy about but i was also i was like okay that's let's see what Ishan can do with this title and of course jason uh, jason is still in a title match on this show so i'm still happy about where jason is <laughs> but yeah any any last things you guys want to say about this baby title match? Oh, I think it's a great idea. I mean, Ishin, he looks at his best when he's facing Junior. And like you said, Sunder, I totally agree with you. Junior, uh, he's already one of the best guys. It, it feels like not just on Dragon Gate, but really among his age group, he has to be near the top of all of Japan. So this was the match that had the most kind of storyline stuff into it, like the past and the history and all of that on the show, and I think it's the one I'm probably most excited about. Yeah. Then, we move over to a special six-man tag. Uh, the the Reiwa Generation uh, leaders, the three big six members in this match, Ben K, Strong Machine J, and Yuki Oshioka versus Don Fuji, Masaki Mochizuki, and Guest from uh, from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Tomohiro Ishii. They are here to beat up the young generation of the 2020s. I love the idea of this match on paper. I loved how they set this up in Corkin. How are you feeling about this, Paul? 
Um, this match, let me see again who's the matchup. The old guys versus the young folk. Well, we can't say they're young guys, right? Raver generation. They're younger than them, but then all of these three guys, Bente, Yoshioka, and Drum Machine J, of course, Bente and Yoshioka, they were already like former Dreamgate champion. Strong yeah. Machine J, he get into Kobe World, a steel cage match, hell of a match. Um, Moshizuki and Don Fuji, they are the biggest bully here in Dragon Gate. So, but you know, when they're booting Yanaguchi, it's okay. But then you get a corner that is Sanpei and Yoshioka, you're not gonna, you're not gonna bully them, right? You might be, yeah. you know, the down and the downside. Um, with an unknown here with uh, Ishii, um, we all know what he's done in New Japan and in the past 20 years ago, his relationship with Don Fuji and Moshizuki back then in the 90s and WAR. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be like an experience for Benkei and, and, and Yoshioka and Roma Shinjai. And this is a match that makes them go roll up. Yeah, for sure. I I especially am looking forward to uh, Ben K trying to be cheeky, cheeky, cheeky Ben K to to Tomohiro Ishii, and Ishii just probably no selling it because he no sells everything. <laughs> but I, I I look forward to seeing Ben K like be Ben K towards Ishii and Ishii Ishii's reaction to what the wild thing that is Ben K. Uh, Dylan, what do you think about this match? Yeah, I, this is another one I'm super hyped for. I love Ishii. I think he's a, a great wrestler. I love seeing him in here. And Ben K and Yoshioka are like two of my ultimate guys on the roster. But uh, Luna, I want to ask you something. Because you see this a match like this. Yoshioka right now in NOAA for the N1, their tournament. You see Ishii coming in. You saw Hiromu last month. How do you feel like the scene has changed in Dragon Gate when it comes to working with other companies? For a long time, it felt like they were kind of, it was an isolationist policy. You wanted the DG guys and not working together that much. But the last couple of years, it feels like they've really branched out to other companies. Well, the last couple of years also are challenging because if you see, like, uh, 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 we have, like, COVID. So, you know, it's, it's not us. It's also like some of the promotions, um, they don't want to travel too much. And then the problem is our base is here in Kobe. And then the rest of the wrestling world is there in Tokyo, right? Yeah. You know, the, uh, you know we always talk about COVID-restricted international travel, but then actually locally in Japan, um, you know, it's, it's easy to travel. But then the willingness we're talking about, like some other companies do not want to travel too much outside of Tokyo. Um, so it's it's not by choice. I mean, the last two years is by the macro environment. But then now, this year, things been changed. We are getting back to what it was in 2019. And I think this is also a good opportunity for the New Japan fans um, to know more what Dragon Gate is about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's it's really cool because we will of course talk about it in the next match also because P, that them bringing out over like P, 
people to that are fresh to the Dragon Gate scene that haven't faced people in Dragon Gate before. So it's like very new, and it feels very fresh uh, to have it uh, going on. I I don't see any reason why why the old guys should win this match. Uh, I think it would be a disservice to the Rewa to to uh, the the younger guys if they lose, but. I it, I wouldn't rule it out, <laughs> but I think it would be stronger for Benke, Yoshioka, and Strong Machine J to win this match. Yeah, Yannick, uh, what do you think about this? Oh, I've yeah, this is obviously very very for me. Um, <clears throat> with all these uh, these guys, it's a very hard hitting match. You know, you don't have like a, the laughing Shun Skywalker in here, um, but they all. Like to hit hard, especially Don Fuji and Ishii, of 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 course. But you know, uh, Benke is no no lesser than these two. Um, <coughs> so this is the this is in the middle of the card. I expect them to have to have some fun. Um, but you know, it's not like a, in a main event where they're all very motivated to to put on the best match they can. Um, but you know, this will be very fun. I'll be here for it. It definitely fills out the card much better for me. Uh, then we move over to a special singles match. Uh, Yamato, <coughs> Yamato facing uh, Michinoku Pro Pro Wrestling's Fujita Junior Ayato. I I am a big fan of Fujita Junior Ayato. He. He is one of my favorites in the like outside of outside of any major companies. He's probably one of my favorite uh, wrestlers, uh, and I him and Yamato I think could be a really fun match. Uh, Yamato ha- has been working a lot with the uh, outsiders because of the All Star Junior Festival. The, him him and Iromu at Kobe World, and now this. I think yeah, it, it should be really fun. What do you think about Fujita Junior Ayato coming into Drangit and for this show in Auto World? Yeah, I mean Yamato is the one who represents Dragon Gate all yeah. over the world. Last year in USA, and then um, he's the one you remember he wrestled Hiromu, and then earlier this year he wrestled Maru Fuji in a tag team match as well. So uh, he's actually the face, the ace of Dragon Gate. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be an interesting match. I mean, um, uh, Junior Hayato um, is one of the best like junior heavyweight in Japan. Um, yeah, this is, this is a match that you wanted to see, like, very athletic, very hard. This is the wrestling match that you want to see in a wrestling show like this. Yeah, I, I think... They can have a great chop and kick exchange here. That will be really hot. Uh, Yannick, I know you are very into this match. Yeah, I think this is uh, a match that really challenges Yamato in his wrestling style. So, you know, Fujita Hayato will, wants to face um, all the opponents that Hiromu has faced before their match. Uh, so here... 
you know, he faces Yamato, but like stylistically, I'm much more interested in this match than in, in Yamato versus Hiromu. So I think Yamato is forced to try something different. Um, and, you know, we always enjoy him getting beaten up. And if we know one thing about Fujita Jr. Hayato, it's that he doesn't hold back. Um, so. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, this is definitely like a spectacle match. It's just another example of what I was saying earlier about uh, the guys getting brought into DG lately. You're getting a match with a Michinoku Pro guy coming all the way up from the Tohoku region uh, down to here, getting to do, have this huge match with him. Uh, obviously, Hayato is one of the best. I think uh, you made a great point, actually, Yannick, that he is going to really challenge Yamato here, whereas... Uh, you know, in Hiromu's case, he is in New Japan. He's the champion. He's been at the top of, you know, the top of everything. Uh, New Japan might think they're bigger than everyone. But with Fujita's case, he's a guy coming from Impro, always been a fine freelancer, done a lot of great things in his life. But I think he is going to feel like he's on a similar level to Yamato and really bring that fire that you need to have a, a good match out of him. Yeah, for sure. Then maybe we over to the the main event. No, the match, uh, the semi the semi main event. The open the Twin Gate three way title match. Uh, MK, MGK, Susumu Motosuke, and Yasushi Kanda making their uh, third defense versus the Kung. Fu, uh, can we call them Kung Fu Masters on this show? Uh, ho ho. I I still don't know which one they are representing it. Okay. I only find out, I I think I can only find out like this Sunday. Okay. Well, maybe okay. I can ask them this Saturday when I see them in uh, there's a there's a local 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 event in Nagano. When I see them, I'm gonna ask them. But I yeah. think I think since it's not in Kobe, they're gonna be the dancing group. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Jason Lee and Jackie Funky Kame, your your mates in in Kung Fu Masters. Uh, and the, the third team in this match is Seabrats' uh, team of Kai and Hyo. Uh, I've, there's a lot that can happen in this three-way title match, uh, the Twin Gate title match. Of course, Dragon Gate historically have had a lot of three-way uh, Twin Gate title matches that have always... Some of them are really legendary for like awesome stuff that has happened. And I, I've... I think this could be a really fun match, especially especially Jackie Funky Kame and Jason Lee will probably try to make this match as much must watch as possible. What do you think about this match, Hole? Yeah, if we talk about the last match, Yamato versus uh, Fujita Junior Yato, is the traditional wrestling match that you wanted to see in a wrestling show. Then this three-way tag team match. It's gonna be the match you wanna see in a Dragon Gate big pay per view show like this, and you know this represents what we are for the past you know twenty years, twenty plus years, and this will be the match you wanted to see. And then, as you see, the original M2K right, they have been doing a great work since the beginning of the year from the tag team tournament, and then it's still a really hot run from then to now. So. These are my pick, although the other two are the Kung Fu dudes that I'm teaming with, 
M2K team is the one that you want to see. Yeah. Yeah, and I I have been so impressed with Kamba and Sismus' work this, this year. Um, I I love that they won the titles. Uh, it's it was so such an awesome moment. Um, yeah, I I I I really think that this could be a show stealer off on their show. Uh, Dylan, what do you think about this match? Yeah, you know I think that we're in kind of that leg. This is a kind of a legacy match in a lot of ways, where you have the three way uh, aspect of it, which is something that. It's off and on at times with these titles, but right now we're going to get it here. I'm a huge fan of Jason and Jackie as a team. I, I think that uh, Kame is one of those guys that he's like, he's a victim of his own success in a lot of ways. Cause I think people think of him as above the rookie rookies, but not on the level of the top stars. But I think his talent level is so good. He's kind of an underrated guy. Uh, the M3K team is so cool uh, that they've had a great run. The revival of Kanda, I have so much respect for Susumu's work and has for decades now. Uh, just a great, great wrestler, one of the best ever to me. And you get the heel unit uh, there. What will they do? This, they're kind of a wild card type of team. I think this could be a good match. It depends on how much they lean in towards the Zebrats team. But if you if we get a lot of the Kung Fu guys and uh, M3K, then this could be something like a sleeper hit on the card. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Young. This match can go so many different ways, but... Um... I'll, I'll be optimistic. They're obviously the Jason and Jackie are an amazing team, and you know the Suzumu and Kanda are on a very good run. It would be a shame if it ends here, and so I hope they they defend, um, let it go on a little bit longer, because they're always a highlight and. You know, if at the start of the year, if anybody said, "Yeah, Kanda will be one of the, the MVPs for Dragon Gate this year," I don't think many would have believed you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you guys there. Um, we, I, I do. What is there is a potential for a, a title switch here. Uh, it would be a bit of a shame to have the Twin Gate title reign end this early, but I could I could work with it anyway because if Jackie and Jason uh, win it, I would be so happy. I would not be happy if Kai and Yo won it because I honestly think that both of those two are in need of a of a change in scenery. Uh, I think, especially he always in the, is in dire needs of turning babyface. Uh, but yeah, we move over to the Open the Dreamgate title match. The main event, Madoka Kikura making his second defense versus the King of Gate winner, Kota Minora. So, ho -ho, how have you felt about Kikura's run this year and him winning the title at the other Alive versus uh, Shun Skywalker? Yeah, you remember um, two... Uh, yeah, that, that is the show where he challenged the um, championship 
and then he get hurt after three minutes in into the match. I don't know if you yeah. guys remember yeah. that. And then next yeah. year, yeah. same show. That I mean, he should have the champion a year ago, but then it's only now he's the champion. I think he's doing a good run. Um, yeah, as, as we all know, like Dragon Gate is about all the younger, younger kids, all the newer guys, and he's the one who is only here for the last three years. But a year of his career is stay home and get rest with his shoulder. Um, uh, yeah, I think he will keep this championship for a long, long time. Yeah, I I definitely hope so. I I wouldn't be a fan of Kota Minoru winning here, but I think the chances of him winning is pretty big. Um, him winning... <laughs> yeah, pretty big, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, him winning the King of Gates, I, I really just feel like if he, if he was making it into the final this year in King of Gates, he had to win because he had lost the two years prior in the final, and it would be a yeah, pretty I, bad. I remember, he also challenged the championship. Like, I, I don't know how many times. It's like three times already he has been challenging this championship, and then yeah. lose, and then this is like the third time or the fourth time. Um, but at the same time, I want Kuta to keep the championship as long as possible. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> I definitely agree there. I I I so want uh, Madoka Kikura to retain here because I feel like his title reign has just gotten started. Uh, but I wouldn't rule out the Kota Minora win. Uh, Dylan, how are you feeling about this? You know, here's the thing about this. I totally agree with what you guys are saying. I want Kakuta to have a good title reign. We've seen in the past some some guys winning, and maybe their title reigns didn't have the, the greatest potential, or they didn't fulfill it. But, you know, on the other hand, with Minora, he could have the title. But when you look at gold class, their whole aesthetic, they're for the ladies. You know, that's what they're about. Do you want the title or do you want the ladies? That's what Minora needs to ask himself. Uh, you don't need a belt for that. I think Minora wouldn't lose too much by, by losing. He's still got a great gimmick, a great following. Um, Kikuda, I think, is a great talent. But I, I hope Kikuda wins, just like you guys. Yeah, Yannick. I don't... I don't really care who wins this. <laughs> no, I do. I'm. I think um, I would be more happy with with Kikuda going forward as a champion. But if you got, I know you guys remember the number one contenders match they had on Corican a few months back, and that was so great. Yeah. Um, if they are able to replicate this, I'm more than happy. So Minora finally won the King of Gate, um, which is very good for him. Um, I think he gained quite a lot by uh, on that, so he doesn't really need to win here. Um, I think he will be fine, as as Don said. I'm just interested in seeing where this Kikuta reign is going, you know, going forward. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I do 
I, I do think that the, if they recreate the magic that they did in Corican for the number one contendership match, I I think we will have a a great match on our hands here. Um, kick, both of these both of these guys have been so good this year, so I wouldn't I wouldn't I I believe that they will be having a great match here, and I wouldn't doubt them uh, for sure. Ho ho. Kota Minora winning the King of Gates. How how do you feel his momentum is in in uh, for the crowd in in Dragon Gate? Um, the crowd love it. Um, as you know, the Dragon Gate crowd. Um, uh, the 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 ladies, the lady fans love him so much. Um, that's right. So uh, yeah, that that that's what Go Class was originally about. Yeah. 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 Um, I, th I think it's something that Drengate sometimes have a little has a little bit of a problem to translate to the screen. Um, yeah. They don't mic their crowd that well on big shows. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not only that. <laughs> oh, I don't know if if you uh, knew that, but at the Corican at the first night of. Um, the King of Gate. Apparently, well, Jay told me I made uh, Japanese Twitter because somebody tweeted, "Okay, who is this? Who is this foreigner that is so uh, that is so in love with um, Takashi Yoshida?" <laughs> so, you know, I don't need to see Yoshida on my screen, but in person, he was so good and so hilarious it's just you know it's something different and wrestling can be like that there's just some characters that don't translate well to tape but i think it's more or i think dragon gate has a few of those people that just work better for the crowd in general yeah yeah it, it's, it's not only in dragon gate i mean in, in wrestling in general, there are some wrestlers that look so much better live than on TV versus some of the guys look so good on TV, but then, you know, when it's in live audience, it's just okay. You know, you know that, that it's, it's like this in the wrestling world. We all know about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that is definitely true. Uh, any last things you guys you want to say about uh, this dangerous gate uh, card? Oh. I just think um, it's gonna be be a, a good show. But yeah, go on. Yeah, so this show we don't have uh, Shun Skywalker and Dragon because they in the US day the same day for the show. Yeah, but then um, yeah, I tell you the match you wanna take a look at, you wanna focus on is the three way tag team match, of course. And then uh, the main event, of course, is in the championship. So these two matches are the one that you don't want to miss. For sure. Uh, so any, any I have I have a question, Ho, because you aren't booked for this show as a wrestler. Yeah. And I noticed this in the last or a few times when there is commentary that. You know, sometimes you don't get booked even though you're on all the, the house shows beforehand and afterwards. Um, you know, are they like noticing, okay, yeah, we need him on commentary or is is it just, you know, 
happens. It, it just happens. I mean, I am on commentary, uh, like all the correction show and yeah. uh, all this like big pay-per-view show. Um, so uh, sometimes they put me in on next one or something. Sometimes they don't. Um, I actually don't mind uh, because I now start enjoying what I'm doing the commentary. So uh, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. And then, as you see, I'm on some of the house shows, some of the local live events. And I'm on opening match. I'm on the second match of the car. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, any. Um, I, I was going to ask uh, who. Do you. Uh, since Kung Fu Masters isn't a official unit, is there any like unit that you would, you think you would fit in with uh, as a regular if you were to join a, a unit regularly? Uh, I wouldn't put it this way. I would rather put Kung Fu Masters as a real, uh, 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 an actual one that tour around Japan. So this yeah. is a, this is a goal. This is a thing that we want to pick all the time. But then. Let's see time and wait. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have any more questions. Uh, it was a really fun talk with you today. I'm so happy that you came on. Yeah, but talking about like Kung Fu Master, right? Um, actually, before coming to Dragon Gate, um, I wrestled a bit in China. There's a company called CWE. Um, which I actually trained with them. There's a guy called Das Lam. He's one of the legends of wrestling in China. And he's the one who started a thing called Kung Fu Wrestling back in 2012 and putting some Kung Fu shit into the wrestling group. And then I always oh, yeah. wanted to do this kind of stuff. And then, yeah, like two years ago, we started Kung Fu Masters. And then this is how I am able to put in more Kung Fu stuff into the wrestling. So I'm actually really appreciate that I'm in a unit like this. And this is why I just said I wanted to, you know, I, I don't want it to be in any other unit, but instead putting this Kung Fu Master into a, you know, touring, you know, the real touring one, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I'm i so happy you could, you could do this. Uh, do you guys have any more things you guys want to say to all before we move on? Yeah, yeah. I, I have a couple of questions, just a couple of last ones for you. The first one I wanted to say, too, because I can hear you talking, and obviously you mentioned on the wrestling, the commentary, even the production side uh, as a producer. It, it still feels like even after all these years, that flame of being uh, passionate about wrestling and a, a fan, in addition to just being a wrestler, is still there. So I was wondering... Uh, do, do you, as a person in Dragon Gate, a wrestler and a commentator, do you keep tabs on other companies in Japan often, uh, or is it something where you're just fo so focused on Dragon Gate, you don't have time for that, or even like WWE or, or something like that that would have been bigger in the past? Um, so let's talk about in Japan first. And of course, I'm very interested in wrestling some of the companies in Japan, but as you know, most of the stuff happened in Tokyo and I'm based in Kobe. So you know, sometimes a smaller company, you know, um, they just won't consider people living outside Tokyo. You know what I mean? So this is this is not an easy stuff for me. Um, but as you said, wrestling overseas, yes, I do. 
um, uh, Hong Kong coming up in September, and then November I'll be wrestling in Singapore again. And then I'm actually planning to wrestle in the UK for a little bit um, earlier next year. So uh, yeah, I'm always open-minded to wrestle. You know, anywhere in the world. I mean, you talk about NXT, of course. If NXT give me a call, I would be open-minded to talk about that. I mean, you know, opportunities is almost everywhere. And then if there's one, I'm gonna just grab and take it. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love hearing that. Uh, that's such a great attitude. I can't wait to, to, to hear you. Yeah, absolutely. But I do have one last question that's going to totally confuse uh, <laughs> our European friends here. But uh, I, there's, you mentioned those shows. I actually am very close to someone from Hong Kong. She was at your uh, guys' show in 2019, uh, the Dragon Gate show. And she would hate me if I didn't ask this before I left. Loon, who is, do you have a favorite TVB actor or actress? TVB. Yeah. Wow, this is a yes. very difficult question because I don't watch TVB for almost like 20 years now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you have any Hong Kong actors in general then? Maybe not TVB, but that is her favorite. No, no. One of my favorite movie stars in Hong Kong is Stephen Chow. You know, Stephen Chow, he's the oh, the, yeah, the huge fan of his. For the past 20 years. Yeah. And then I, I grew up watching comedy. Um, yeah, I love comedy things, and Stephen Chow is always my favorite. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, such a niche niche question. <laughs> there's not niche. There's there's our popular culture there. <laughs> true. Uh-huh. true. See, you see, they, they don't understand, uh, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't. <laughs> uh, Yannick, do you have anything? You want to say before. I think I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Ho, it was awesome to have you on. If you have any, oh. any last things you say to say, say it now. Um, uh, I would say um, for all the English, uh, for all the English-speaking people who want to come to Japan and watch a wrestling show, I know it's pain in the ass to order tickets from all the Japanese websites. So if you wanted to come to see Dragon Gate, just drop me a DM and I'll figure you out. And I've already did this. Uh, I've already done this for a lot of uh, fans from overseas coming to Japan to spend summer holiday. Of course, they, they did it for Yannick as well. Um, so yeah, if you're coming to Japan and want to watch Dragon Gate, we're in Tokyo almost every month. We're in Osaka and Kobe every month as well. Um, Kyushu every two months. So no matter where you are, you might be interested to come and see Dragon Gate Live. Drop me a DM. And then, of course, I'll see you on Dragon Gate Network. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we will record our uh, Dangerous Gate review the day off. So the that show will be out this weekend. But this, this is a must-listen to before that show. So look forward to Dangerous Gate this weekend. And... If there's nothing else to you guys want to say, I will close the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all. you. Uh, yeah. Until next time, as always, be ready, wake up, and go. Yeah.